Good morning. Good to be in church this morning. Amen. Thankful for the opportunity to preach. And uh, I want to thank everybody who prayed for my wife and uh, her sore throat and getting a cold. And on top of that, being pregnant, I don't envy her at all, but I'm thankful for all of you that prayed for her. And thank you for all you ladies and, and others that came with all your, your home remedies and, and all the different ways that, uh, that you knew it would uh, help and uh, different things I'd never heard of. Um, just strange things to me sometimes. Somebody said eating potato chips would help. And I said, man, I need to make sure I don't get sick ever and just keep eating potato chips. So uh, things like that. But um, anyways, thank you again for for all your prayers and uh, for those of you that helped in that way. So Hebrews chapter 12 in your Bibles. If you turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And um, thankful to be here. It's been good so far, even yesterday. And uh, we want the spirit of the Lord here. All is vain unless the spirit of the Holy One comes down. And that's what we want. We want God to be here. It's not what I say. It's not what... Pastor Clark says it's not what we sing, it's not what anyone else says here on earth. It's all about the Lord. And I'm thankful that I serve a risen Savior and I serve a good God. So, Hebrews chapter 12. I'll read a couple verses and pray and get into the message. The Bible says in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you for church. Thank you for this place there. Your believers can meet together, Lord, and thank you for all those that have done so much to, to make this happen, Lord, to, to build this church up. Thank you for Pastor Fury and uh, their family, and Lord, thank you for this time that we're going to celebrate 86 years of this church, and Lord, we love you, and thank you for all you've done. We give you all the glory because of it. Bless me now as I preach, Lord, speak through me, and I pray that uh, it would be a help and encouragement to your, your people here, Lord. Forgive me of my sin and empty me, empty me of myself, Lord. Fill me with the Spirit. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what I want to preach this morning, I won't be long, but I want to preach on keeping your focus on Jesus. In the verse there it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In the verse before it at the end it says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And in a Christian life, we all have our race to run. We all are running our race as Christians. Everyone has a finishing goal, a goal, a finishing line. And to get to that, the best way that you can ever finish your race for God and run well and please God is to look to Jesus and keeping your focus on Jesus. Sometimes we get our focus on other things and you know we we can get distracted and get uh, focused on ourselves or on our problems or on things of this world but the focus that we need to have throughout all our life to to run well is on Jesus and I'll give you a couple reasons and a couple points while we run our race and I hope it'll be a help to you 
So number one, I want to let you know there's witnesses cheering you on. It says in verse one, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And that's talking about the people that have come before us. Those that all the way back from from Paul and, and Peter and those that are saved and passed on and all the way up to people that have started churches and people that have been running their race in the Christian life and they they ran their race and now they're in heaven and they look down and they say you can do it they're cheering you on you're not alone down here running your Christian race obviously God's there and he's for you but not only that there's the witnesses a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on so just remember when you think you're alone running your race Not only are there people around here to encourage each other in your church, but there's people that look down from heaven and say, he can do it. I know he can. And maybe you think of someone that's passed on that was an encouragement to you, uh, an old pastor or or a family member that was a Christian, and they they know that you can do it from heaven. They're up there, and it's going to be a great day when you can get to heaven and see them. But it's going to be an amazing day when you get to heaven and see Jesus. And he can say, you finished your course. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So you have witnesses cheering you on. But let me get into something else. When you're running your race, it's not always going to be easy. There's going to be times when you're struggling. You're not running as well as you should. And maybe it's because of some weights carried. It says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Now I'm going to talk about weights first and then get to sin after for for many of us as christians our weight in our life may not be something that's wrong may not be something that is sinful but maybe it's something that gets in the way of running the way the race that we ought to run maybe it's something that it's a, a hobby or it's some kind of a, something we do for fun and and like i said it may not be sin it may not be something that that is you know, God, uh, it displeases God. But say, if you're doing something and your life is out of balance and you're doing something that takes the place of serving God the way you ought to, then you shouldn't have it. You should lay it down. For me, I like fishing and I like, you know, doing things outside. I haven't been able to hunt that much yet. I want to start and I want to get into it. I like to golf uh, I like watching TV and movies and, and uh, in not displeasing God, then it's not sin. But how many of you know that you can maybe fish a little too much when you should be doing something for God instead? If you're fishing and skipping your Bible reading, or if you're, you're hunting and you're, you're not praying, or whatever it may be, and I don't know who's, who has what hobbies around it, whatever it may be. But if you're doing something that may not even be wrong, but it's taking the place of doing something for God, that's a weight. That's something that's getting in the way of running your race the way you ought to. So we need to lay down the weights, but not only the weights, the things that may not be wrong, but the sin. It says, the sin which does so easily beset us. The worst thing you can do for your Christian life is get tangled up in sin. Sin is a poison. Sin is something that will turn you around in your Christian race. Well, not only will you be running, uh, you, you won't be running the right way, but sometimes it'll turn you around and turn you running the wrong way. It'll mix you up and it'll confuse you. Sin will make you run your race in the dark where you're lo- 
you're lost and you don't know the way to go. You won't even know it, but you'll be in a ditch and running off the wrong way and off course. But you need to stay clean. You need to stay pure. You need to stay free of sin. And I know that we we all have sin in our lives and we're not sinless until we get to heaven. But with God's help, we can sin less. We can be pure, not because of ourselves, but because of God. And sin in our life will mess up our race. We won't be able to run the way we ought to. Can you imagine having weight and sin running a race? Think about actually running, you know, and you're running down. And would you want to run with a huge backpack with bricks in it? That wouldn't be too easy. You wouldn't want to run not knowing where you're supposed to go. It, didn't, it wouldn't make sense to run with a bunch of bricks in a backpack and you're running in the wrong direction. <laughs> that, you wouldn't really run the race to the best of your ability because, number one, you'd be going slower than you could. But with the sin in your life being all mixed up and turned around, you'll be going the wrong way and you'll have to make up ground and get back the way you should just to correct where you're, where you're supposed to be. The best thing you can do in your Christian life, the best thing you can do for your race that you have to run And the best thing you can do to please God is to run your race laying off your weights, laying down the sin. Sin is not worth it. Sin in your life, it's pleasurable, but for a season. And it seems good and it seems nice, but then you get into it and it just causes heartache and it causes problems and it causes long-term effects that will mess you up. At first, it seems great. You may be running your race and you see some bright shining billboard with something over there and you say, man, it's, that looks so good. I'm going to go off this way. But then there's nothing there except heartache. Like grass is always greener on the other side, we say, but sin, that's not real. It's a facade. It's fake. And you're just going to have heartache there. You're just going to find problems there. Sin is not worth it. The weights you carry... It may be, and like I said, it may be right. It may not be sinful, but if it's getting in the way of what God has for you, if it's weighing you down in your race, then lay it down. It's not worth it. The best thing we can do in life is to run our race to the best of our ability and please God. We're only here for a short time. I'm a young man, all things considered. I'm 22. But I know, looking at the big picture in eternity... If I get my three score and 10, if I get 70 years, maybe 80 years, even if I live to 100, that's still such a a small amount of time compared to eternity. We don't have much time here. We need to spend the time we have and run our race looking unto Jesus, focusing on him and making sure we run with everything we can, running without the sin, running without the weights running to the best of our ability, and God will help us with it. And then also running with patience. This race isn't some quick sprint. It's not a little jog in the park. This race is a marathon. And we're going to keep running, and sometimes in a Christian race, it seems like it just goes on and on, and it's hard, and you think, man, I I can't believe it's still doing this, and it's tough, and I I feel like it's never going to end. And when you're in the race, it feels like that. I used to, when I was, before I went to college and a little bit in college, I liked to run a lot. 
And then I went to college, and they, it, you know, it weighed me down. If you get me, you know, it, uh, it was a weight. <laughs> and I didn't really run much in college. But when I ran, I, I like to run and get into my second wind because once, you, once you're running, if you know anything about running, you're running and, and you get to that wall. You get to that time when you're just like, ah, oh, I don't want to go anymore. You, know, you just feel like, I just want to stop. Everything hurts, and this is stupid, and I don't like running. And you just, you know, you're trying, but you just get to that part where it's just, it's just, you don't feel like going anymore. And isn't that true with the Christian life? You hit those walls where you're doing everything right, you're pleasing God, and you're, you're reading your Bible, you're praying, but then you get to the point where you think you got it, and you're running, and you just say, man, you know, this is getting hard. And the Christian life isn't always going to be easy. And if we try and run that race by ourselves, we're going to fall. We're going to stumble. We're going to get caught up in, in the, the things of the world and getting drawn off course. We're going to put on those weights. But that's why we need to look to Jesus. And that's why we need to focus on Jesus and let him give us the strength to keep running. Because we won't make it on our own. It's all about him. It's, he's the one who's going to let us finish our course and keep the faith, like Paul said. We need to run with patience, knowing that every single day is going to be hard. And uh, it's going to be another you know, time of running each day in the Christian life. There's going to be another mile that we have to keep going. But just take it one day at a time and trust Jesus. Get his strength, and that's how you'll finish. That's how you'll keep running. That's how you'll have the strength from day to day to run all the way to the finish line. And I hope that at the end of, the life, you'll look, at the end of your life, you'll look back and say, wow, look what God did. Because we'll know at the end of our life, it's not something I could have done. It's what God did. That's how we'll make it. It's because of putting our faith in God and running with patience. And that's what the Bible says here in verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Where's your focus this morning? What's your focal point? When I was learning how to drive... I, uh, I had a driving instructor because my parents were too afraid to, to teach me to drive. I don't know why, but ask my wife. She may be able to answer it better. But, but uh, when I was learning how to drive, my driving instructor would teach me, when you're driving, you don't look right in front of you because you're not going to stay straight. When you want to stay straight, driving right in between the lines and making it super smooth and driving really, really like, you, like you actually know what you're doing, basically is what he's saying. If you want to drive straight, you got to look as far as you can down and pick a focal point and stay that way. And then you're going to drive straight. You won't have to focus on what's right here. You'll focus all the way down there and this will correct itself because you're focusing down the line. Just like when you're mowing your lawn. You think about when you're mowing the lawn. And I used to cut grass. And um, when I did, there was a, a man who's teaching me. He said, when you, when you cut grass, if you want your lines to look nice and straight and professional, you got to pick a point way down, not even on your lawn, way down. And uh, just focus on that point. And then you don't look at anything else. You don't let your vision waver anywhere else. 
You don't let your eyes look anywhere else except for that one point. And if you were to look right there and you just kept going, you're going to have a straight line when you look back. And just like that, I think of the Christian life. And I think of Jesus as that focal point. And I think we want to run our our race straight and narrow, just like he taught us. So how do you do that? How do you run your race straight and narrow? How do you run your race as, as well as you can, pleasing God? And that focal point, that's Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that's how we run our race, the straight and narrow. That's how we make it at pleasing God throughout our whole race. Because we need to have that focal point. Sometimes we get our eyes drifting to other things. And when I was driving, I was practicing driving, I remember he was teaching me when uh, you would shift lanes, you don't look and keep your eyes over there because where you look, your, your, your car's going to follow. And I would look over and without even knowing it, my car was already in that lane as I was looking to make sure it was clear. And you can probably understand why that may not be the safest thing, you know, as a driver. That is, it's crazy, it's dangerous, and you wouldn't want to do that. But just like that, if your eyes are wandering someplace, that's where you're going to end up. If your eyes in the Christian life, if you keep your focus on the things of the world, that's probably where you're going to end up. If you're you're wishing that you were somewhere else and not living the Christian life, if you're getting you know, uh, discontented in the Christian life and you, you think, oh, look at the Joneses, look at them, they have this and that. And, and you, you, you wish that you had what others have and you don't. Sometimes we get that way as Christians. We think, man, if I wasn't a Christian, I wonder what I'd have. God help us. Keep our eyes on what we know is the best, what we know is, is truth, and what we know will, will finish our course and, and, run our, and we can run our race with patience and all the way to the finish line. We know that God has what's best for us. Amen? We know that there's nothing better than what God has to offer. We know that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We know that God has heaven waiting for us. And yet we get sidetracked by the little things this world has to offer. We get sidetracked and we get our eyes focused on our, our, our desires of the world. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. And that's what's going to get us through. That's what's going to help us finish our race. Sometimes we get our, our eyes focused on our problems. And uh, I won't turn there for sake of time. But in Matthew, it, it talks about Peter and that time when Jesus came walking on the water. And Peter went out walking on the water, and he had faith to walk on the water. But what happened? He got his focus on the winds and the waves. It said it was boisterous, and the winds and waves came, and he got his focus off Jesus. And that's when he started to sink. He got his focus on the storm and off Jesus, and he started to sink. In our Christian life, When storms come all around us, when there's problems, when there's trials, when there's tests, keep your eyes on Jesus through the storms. Because when you start to focus on the storms, that's when you're going to sink. That's when you're going to fall into your circumstances and just get in trouble. And you're going to need to call on Jesus to pull you out, just like Peter did with Jesus. You're going to need to focus on Jesus if you want to walk above the storms. Jesus will help you stay above your storms, above your trials. 
if you focus on him, if you rely on him to get your strength, if you trust in him, trials are going to come. Hard times are going to come. It's inevitable. It's inevitable, but God will bring you through those storms if you keep your focus on him. We need to live our lives looking unto Jesus, focusing on him. This church has been around 86 years. But you know what? That's just a blink of an eye for God. God says that a thousand years is as a day. There's so much more this church can do for God. And I'm thankful that this church has done so much for God. I, I'm excited for you guys. I really am. I see all that you've done. And I see all how professional it is. And I see all the people that are here that have a heart for God. But there's so much more we can do. There's so much more I can do. I can't wait to do more for God. I can't wait to be better for God and be the best I can for God. But it's not going to come on my own. It's not going to come on your own, being the best for God. If you try, you're going to fail on your own. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you the truth. If you try to focus on yourself and and self-help and self-empowerment and think that I can do this because I'm awesome, that's when you fail. That's probably when you're going to trip up and fall down. You need to focus on Jesus. Rely on him for your strength. Rely on him to help you finish your course. And I hope all of you, every single one of you, stand before God one day and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But we're not going to get there on our own. It's all about Jesus and keeping our focus on him. If you're here today and you maybe have focused on yourself too much, maybe you focused on your problems too much, maybe you focused on the world too much, and you've had your focus off Jesus, I guarantee it's causing nothing but, but trouble, it's causing nothing but heartache, and it's causing nothing but problems. But if you just shift your focus back toward Jesus, that's how you're going to make it through. That's how you're going to get blessed. That's how you're going to run your race and finish your course keep the faith. That's how it's going to happen. We can't do it on our own. Some of you young people in here, maybe you say, I'm just getting started in my race. I don't know how this is ever going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to ever do this. Let me tell you something. I've sat where you sat as a young person in church and I've had friends walk away as often as I met them, they'd be leaving and going toward the world and going toward whatever they thought was fun, whatever they thought was right. But let me tell you something, there's nothing better than serving God. There's nothing better than living your life for God. And I know that because I've done it as a child growing up past college, and I haven't been in it for long. But as far as I've been in it, I've been blessed. And I've been excited to do more for God. And I can't wait to serve the next 50, 60, 70, as long as God gives me to serve God. Because there's nothing better than serving God. We have the best possible life we can when we're serving God. So if you're a young person in here today, and if you're anyone in here today for that matter, and you're on the fence about, I don't know if I'm really gonna do this. I don't know if I'm gonna really spend my life serving God. Make the decision today that it's worth it to serve God. It's worth it to live right. It's worth it to keep your focus on Jesus because there's nothing better than serving God. This world is in trouble. 
This world has people in it that all they want to do is have fun. All they want to do is be entertained. All they want to do is, is please themselves. But you know, that's making problem after problem after problem. And it's going down fast. It's shifting toward that, that problem and, and that heartache and all that's going on in the world. And we know, we know that there's problems. We know that people are in trouble. People are, the way that people think these days is crazy. Thinking right's wrong and wrong's right. We have the truth. We have the word of God. God's word in our hands. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with God's word? Are you just going to have it and let nobody else know about it? Are you not going to be an example for what God wants? Knowing what you know this morning and having what you have, what are you doing with it? And it's not because of ourselves. Everything that I've ever done for God is all by the grace of God. And it's all because of him. It's not because of me. All glory and all honor goes to him. I'm nothing, but God is everything. Without him, I can do nothing. But with God, I can do all things. It's through Christ who strengtheneth me. And if you're in here today and you say, I don't know how I'm going to live for God. I don't know how I'm going to keep running my race. Just keep focusing on Jesus. Just keep looking unto Jesus. He'll help you finish your race and you can do great things for God if you trust in him. If you let him help you run. I'm excited for this church. and I'm thankful I got to preach. I'm thankful I got to, to be here and we get to sing and I'm thankful for all of you treating us so nice. But I, I just want to know if there's anyone in here who wants to serve God, who wants to do anything with what they have, who wants to take the the mantle that they've been given, who wants to take the word of God that they've been given and do something with it. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. I hope that you'll run your race looking unto Jesus and we want to do a lot for him. I can't wait for the next 86 years to to see what God's going to do. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for being there for us and cheering us on, Lord, as we run our Christian race, Lord, as we run our, our life. And we, we all have an amount of time to run in our life, Lord. I, I just pray that we'd all just run looking unto you, Lord, running the best we can so at the end we can hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I pray that there'd be people in here that want to serve you. And they wouldn't get their focus off you but they keep focusing on you and looking unto you so they can run with patience and finish their course with faith so they can hear that well done. We love you, Lord. Bless the main hour, Lord, and bless Pastor Clark as he preaches. Bless the services. Bless this church. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.